Welcome to Money MD, where the money doctors are in the house. We're giving out prescriptions for better financial health and making smart decisions with your money. We give common sense solutions to your complex problems. And now, here are the doctors. Well, John, it's hard to believe we're already two weeks into the new year here. Yeah, I know. I've, I've got my uh, my decade goals on paper now. Well, good, good. Yeah. It's about time you got those going. Did it in the second half of the game. <laughs> good good game, exciting. Congratulations, yeah. Tigers. But what about basketball? What a great week we had in basketball. That's something we're talking about. Clemson takes down North Carolina in Chapel Hill and number three Duke. And then South Carolina takes down number 10, Kentucky. That was an amazing week in basketball, so at least we have something to cheer about. A lot of fun, and uh, now we go on. We I'm ready for next next season already. Oh, right? I am too. Hey, Spring ball is only you know three months away. And you, you know what? We got like the top recruiting class of uh, 2020. Even, yeah. So, yeah, baby, bring it on. We'll talk about it. <laughs> Uh, but the, the uh, women, Carolina's women's basketball team is in the top five. I'm just saying we're we're there. We got some good programs. Y'all, y'all do. It's impressive. It's impressive, no doubt about it. But you know, speaking of impressive, I mean, we have a great show lined up again today. Uh, one of my favorite topics, John, as you know, yeah. is vacations. Yes, and I'm here to tell you about five winter getaways on a budget. Yeah, and they all have to do with warm weather, and most of them golf. Yeah, well, I mean, they <laughs> or they golf do have, is available. They do have that element, yeah. Yes. But warm weather that is consistent, no doubt about it. Because if you're like me, you know, this time of year. I mean, you start thinking yeah. about some kind of warm getaway, and so I got five of them for you right here. Awesome. And then we're going we're gonna to follow that up with uh, the seven baby steps, Yeah, right? that's right. So last last week we talked about uh, goals for the decade, and that kind of fits right into, um, you know, looking at a process and a program. I think why, why Dave is one of the reasons why he's been so successful is he has a, a proven seven-step process, very easy to understand. Um, it's not a, uh, a a quick fix, but it does help you go into the right direction. And we're going to go through each one of those in detail. Some of you out there that are Ramsey fans that are listening uh, are familiar with these, but if you're not, or even if you are, uh, it's a great reminder and it's a great process to follow. Yeah, that's that's going to be good, no doubt. So stick around for that. By the way, I'm Steve Marbert. I'm a certified financial planner and a Dave Ramsey Smart Investor Pro with over 24 years' experience providing financial planning and investment advice. And I'm John Travis, also a Dave Ramsey Smart Vester Pro. I have an MBA in finance and have been helping corporations and individuals with planning for over 27 years. We're excited to have you listening to us today on our weekly show. Our podcast up every Friday afternoon. Yeah, check out our website, moneymd.net. We have a link to the podcast. You can listen to it right there from, from your computer or go and listen to the hundreds that we have out there. And also the website has a lot of really good tools, has a retirement calculator, has a couple of forms. You mentioned last week about doing the uh, the financial inventory sheet. You can pull that off of there. It has college major um, you know, uh, salaries and so forth, a lot of statistics if you have a college uh, bound uh, child in your house or, or grandchild. Uh, it's a really good resource. We also have MoneyMD as a uh, Facebook page. Yeah, absolutely. And you can link to us directly. We'd love to hear from you. You can link to us on our website, moneymd.net. Well, John, we're going to start off here with the financial fact of the week. Yeah, so we, we did a, a segment on this a couple of weeks ago, but it was on the SECURE Act, and there were there's some changes that went through and was passed by Congress. Yes, Congress actually did some work. How about that? Yeah. They actually passed something. I haven't done much. Um, but uh, this is a pretty big deal, Steve. I'll, I'll uh, cover one of the two items and let you talk about the other one. But the RMDs, uh, required minimum distribution on IRAs, um, used to be 70 and a half, and they've moved it to age 72. So if you turned um, 70 and a half in 2020, 
you get a break. You don't have to take it this year. You get to yep. take it in, in two more years. Two more years. That's nice. So, yeah, 72 is now the new age. I'm glad they took the half out. That was – Yeah, that was just silly. It just, just confused, confused everything. Confused 72, very, very easy. So uh, that's a big change. Yeah, that's a real big change. Another big change they made, John, is to the stretch IRA rule. Um, now, if you leave your IRA – to to sp- to beneficiaries who are not your spouse. So if your children inherit your IRA, they can no longer stretch those distributions out over their lifetime. It has to be over a minimum or maximum of a 10-year period. So it just means the stretch IRA is not as stretched as it used to be. Yes. So 10 years is the maximum. It's not a big change. It doesn't really affect much. You still want to leave your kids listed as your contingent beneficiaries, but just be aware if you inherit one of those, you're going to be you're going to be liquidating that IRA over 10 years mm-hmm. and paying the tax on it. So pretty significant change. Um, and uh, that leads up here to our first topic. Well, actually to our, yeah, to our first topic, and that is the five winter getaways on a budget. Good timing. In the so middle excited, of winter. I almost forgot it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. I mean, yeah, if you're like me, John, um, you, you know I like to talk about vacations. And this time of year when winter's starting to get a little old, um, you start thinking about warmer vacations and uh, planning your getaways for 2020. So, um, you know, while you're working on your goals for the year and you're getting your, yourself on track for those, you can reward yourself by also planning a little vacation or two. You know, now would be a great time to take a quick three or four day getaway, right? There you go. Yeah, there you go. So the key to, to fitting that next fun rendezvous into your budget is to make sure you have a plan. You plan well for it, and you don't kill it with the overpriced extras. Um, so one of the items that can run ruin your vacation or really run it into the red is food. So, of course, I mean, everybody has to eat out. Everybody has to eat while you're on vacation. But you can't let that dominate your budget. So you have to manage the eating out and plan accordingly. Um, but we'll discuss ideas for that as we move along here. Um, but here are five ideas where you can go um, right now, get away for a long weekend for around $400 a person or less. Mm-hmm. So very, very doable. So the first one here is a a, a cruise vacation. Uh, I like it. Yeah, we love cruises. I mean, these are all encompassing. You know, you don't have to plan any of the extras. I mean, it's all all covered here in the cruise. And um, yeah, this is one that, that, that there are many specialties, but my, this is my favorite on the list. Um, You know, I know it sounds expensive, but there are some deals to be had here. You can get a four or five night cruise um, much cheaper than you think. If you go on cruise.com, you'll be amazed at some of the last minute deals they have. And, and sure, you know, you, you might want a suite, but you're going to pay a lot for that. So if you can be happy with a balcony room or, you know, one of those, the window view, um, you can get those for a steal at the last minute. And they practically give away those inside rooms, you know, in the last two weeks. So um, the, the cheap Bahamas cruise out there from Charleston now is about 300 and. About $300 per person for a four-night cruise on Carnival. Yeah, and if you live in this area, you can um, you know drive down to, to Port Canaveral and jump on one of the, the short trips down there. Royal Caribbean has a um, $379 deal for four days. Uh, ocean view room, but nice big ship. Um, you know, you won't get sick on the. I think it's Mariner of the Seas. Yeah. Uh, and where else can you go for four days with uh, great dining, entertainment, and room? It's all included, and there's really no other place that you can do that. Um, and you know, these sales and, and last minute deals 
they're really counting on you buying a lot of drinks and gambling and excursions. And, you know, if you just get off the ports and do some casual shopping and lay on a beautiful beach, uh, come back and get free lunch and lay by a beautiful pool, you can do it for a steal. And, you know, you can't beat this vacation deal. And it's a great way to escape uh, the winter blues. So um, I love this one. This is good. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah, it is a good one. It's a great way to get away and get refreshed. You know, another one, though, John, that's often overlooked is Myrtle Beach in the Grand Strand. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you grew up in this area, you know, maybe you don't have a great impression of the Myrtle Beach area. But the truth is, it's a pretty nice place now. And there are lots to do for a very reasonable price aside from the summer months. Um, you know, if you're on the East Coast, this is a great place to go with lots to do, relatively cheap prices. Um, you know, we've done this plenty of times in the winter, in the fall, and the spring. And you can get a jam-up oceanfront room for often under $100 a night in the middle of winter. Um, in the spring, you're you're looking at still very reasonable, maybe $150 a night. Um, I mean, this time of year, the temperatures are, are, are still cool, but, you know, the seafood is piping hot. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> oh, right. and, and they have golf, too. And they have lots uh, of golf in the Myrtle Beach area. Lots of it. golf. Yeah. Dozens of courses along the along the uh, Grand Strand, and they're, um, they're, they're, you know, you can get them for a song. Um, you really can. You can play cheap down there in the wintertime. You can shop one of the two outlet malls. You can just watch miles of, walk on the miles of pristine beach. Um, but a tip, though, is to book an efficiency. You know, keep the eating out cost reasonable by buying groceries for a lot of your meals, um, like breakfast and lunch. You know, the crowds are down. There's plenty to do on the Grand Strand this time of year. Of course, you'll want to pick your weekend, so you can do it last minute. Just pick your weekend when the weather's looking like it's going to be nice a couple weeks out. And, uh, you know, book your trip, you know. And always read the reviews on TripAdvisor before you book any hotel. Um, You're going to learn a lot of valuable information there that you can't find anywhere else. So that's a good one. The next one here, though, is Orlando. Um, Yeah, believe it or not, Orlando is one of the greatest values when it comes to family vacations if you can get there before school is out. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the key. You got to do it while school's in. Um, it, it's, it's, you know, has perfect weather this time of year in Orlando um, in the middle of winter. Um, you know, I'm ready to go right now because, you know, I, I don't even prefer the theme parks. But if if you have to fly now to get there, it's obviously going to cost you more money. But, but the Orlando airport usually has some of the cheapest flights from some of the major big cities. So if you can drive to Atlanta and fly down there or something – that's yeah. pretty cheap. Actually, there's a. My daughter lives in Orlando, so there's okay. an airline. It's called Allegiant. Oh, really? And it flies out of Greenville, and it's like 150 bucks round there you, trip. Nice. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Great example. Yep. I like that. I like that. Yeah. I mean, there's some great deals this time of year too at the theme parks. Um, you know, and you don't need a fast pass, you know, before June because the lines are very short. You know, hotels are cheap in the winter, so, you know, you can forget about the parks and just do a show or two, you know, lay out by the pool or better yet, play golf in this, in their beautiful weather There's down the there. golf again. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, check it out. I just checked it out, in fact, on Hotels.com and there are hordes of, of rooms at beautiful resorts under $100 a night. And there was even a four-star resort for $119 a night. Um, you know, and don't forget to check on free parking, make sure the prices include the resort fee and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Another one, kind of same theme is Tampa. And I've never really spent any time in Tampa. Okay. I don't know if you have. Yeah, I uh, have. I have like you? that area. Yep. Yeah. So this is certainly a theme here, but the West coast of Florida, Crystal Beach Sands, terrific place. 
Um, you know, Clearwater, uh, Florida area, uh, you get a warm Gulf breeze. It is warm down, down in it that is. area. I mean, it's in the eighties a lot, a lot of times during January and February and a beautiful beach. Um, the water is crystal clear. Hotels are reasonable and, and awesome food. It sounds like I'm from the chamber down there, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Come, come down and visit us. I'm telling you, it's a great <laughs> place. Yeah. I went down there with Kathy one time and we stayed down in Clearwater area and, uh, Tarpon Springs is a, a Greek establishment right there near, uh, near there. And they had incredible authentic Greek food right there. And Kathy loves Greek food. So we just tore that up. I mean, yeah. That's awesome. A lot of fun. And you yeah. can, uh, you can drive over to the beach and, and just yeah. lay there. And so, uh, Tampa's an interesting, I've never, it's about a seven hour drive from here. Yeah. So it's not, it's about it's not an hour south of Orlando, right? Yeah. Very, Roughly. very doable. They're on the West coast of Florida. Yep. No doubt. It's a great getaway. Um, also, um, but our last one here is Las Vegas, Phoenix, or Miami. Um, and I know those involve flying, so it's going to cost a little more. But you can get a great deal if you drive to Atlanta or another big city and you fly direct. And no, we're not suggesting you go gamble your life savings away in Vegas. <laughs> That's know. not a retirement plan. <laughs> no, definitely not. You know, but I mean, but the City of Lights does have some of the best overall deals to be had, including airfare. And there are plenty of things to do there on a budget. I mean, you know, and there's also Phoenix, Miami area, very similar price. Um, and, you know, I mean, let's remember, I mean, it's sunny, it's beautiful, it's low humidity all winter in these places. Mm-hmm. You know, even in the summer heat, you know, it feels like 75 and you're in the shade out west. So, um, but secondly, though, there are incredible deals, including airfare for under $500 per person four night stay with with airfare from Atlanta off hotels.com to all three of these places. Um, and then keep in mind, you know, there's plenty to do without ever stepping foot in a casino. There are great shows. There's unbelievable golf, golf. courses. There you go. <laughs> you see my theme here. Mm-hmm. There's national parks like the yeah. Red Rock Canyon right beside Vegas. Hmm. Um, pretty Pretty interesting place to visit. You know, and not to mention all the city sites that you're not going to see in our area. Yeah, and it's certainly not as cheap as driving uh, to one of these other vacations or cruises, but it's not bad considering it's 4,000 miles away on the other side of uh, the United States. Um, but you got to be careful not to get into a gambling frenzy or, you know, the shows or dining again. It can, can really blow your budget. So do some planning before you you get on this one and, and uh, have everything picked out. But, you know, again, the weather is kind of also the, the theme here in a lot of these areas. Uh, you know, great, uh, great sun and, and sun and, and warm weather, which you can't find here that's right, right. yeah i mean the title of this segment <clears throat> is winter getaways yes so, that's right <laughs> Get yeah that's right yeah i mean the key is planning you know i mean i could probably go on all day with these vacation deals but one of the keys to having some amazing vacations on a budget is to simply plan well ahead of time and to go into off season you know i'm not a fan of couples using credit cards but you can take some great trips if you have the discipline to charge everything on, you know, frequent flyer cards or, you know, and pay it off, of course, on time every single month. Um, you know, I do that with the Delta Sky Miles card. Um, and we've taken some amazing trips on those miles. Of course, another way to do that is just to use a cash back card and to save the cash as part of your vacation budget. And that's actually a better financial option if you have the discipline to do it consistently and put it in your vacation budget. 
But I took our entire family to Maui um, some years ago on frequent flyer miles. We got five tickets, stayed in a cheap condo for eight nights, rented a low-cost SUV, drove all over Maui for less than $2,000 for our entire family. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that was pretty phenomenal. Um, But, you know, some of our most memorable vacations, though, are ones where we did it on the cheap. We ate, we were eating picnics, we were visiting parks. It can be done, but you simply have to plan ahead. But there are plenty of great winter vacations out there for you. So uh, if you're like me and you're getting a little stir crazy, dial up one of those book and uh, book you one of those nice little winter getaways. There you go. There you go. And that leads us up here to our question of the week. Yeah, this came from a um, uh, some clients I met with recently having uh, a baby in six months. Uh, they have a lot of cash, 100000 of cash. And, and one of the uh, the parents, uh, it was actually the, the gentleman, was talking about staying at home with the with the baby, and, and they were like, what should we do with all this cash? Should we invest it? Should we pay off the home? And uh, basically, I mean, when, when you have some uncertainty and you're not sure what your future is, holding on to that cash until you have more clarity is the right answer. So yeah. if, you, if you do stay at home, you may need that cash to supplement your budget for a number of years. So I certainly wouldn't uh, release it into anything until you have that you know figured out. You need to know what the budget's going to look like with the new salary, and so hold on to the cash. Don't don't invest it. Don't pay off the home at this point. Yeah, that's right. If you're going to invest it, you want to invest it very conservatively. Um, but you know, a good money market account might be the right place to put it for you know one and a half, two percent interest. But uh, you definitely want to keep keep your powder dry if you've got a mm-hmm. big life change coming about like that. Yep. Um, so good good question of the week, and that leads up to our next topic here. Uh, retirement with the Ramsey Baby Steps, preparing for retirement. Yeah, this comes from uh, Chris Hogan, who is a Ramsey personality. Uh, if you've never listened to Chris, uh, he's got a podcast as well. Really great, uh, energizing, energetic individual. Uh, fun to listen to. I've met him a couple times. Um, smart guy. Uh, this is a great thing to do for 2020. You know, Dave has a class, FPU, Financial Peace University, recommend that you take a look at. But um, you know, preparing for retirement is a marathon. It's It's not a sprint. And the, the, for the first few miles, you want to create a solid financial foundation. Um, and that means before you start you know, investing, you want to do budgeting and paying off debt and emergency funds. And then you'll hit your running stride and move into the wealth building mo- mode. So you got to have a clear path and a process to follow. So we're going to kind of go through these uh, seven baby steps. It's, uh, it's a proven plan. It's helped over 6 million people get out of debt and build wealth. And uh, each step really has a, a clear goal that measures your progress helps you stay focused. And whether you're on baby step one or seven, um, you know, this is a permission slip to start chasing those dreams and reach those money goals. So it's a lot of hard work, but struggles help us determine, you know, who we are. And um, so baby step number one is pretty straightforward and I'll let you take it. Yeah, this is a great thing to review from time to time, you know, and and these are, these are great steps. Um, but baby step number one is the basic one, you know, to get started. And that is to have $1,000 saved up in your starter emergency fund. Because um, let's face it, I mean, life's unpredictable. Expenses can come out of nowhere. Emergency expenses are a big reason why people get into debt, you know, and they get stuck there. So with a small, even a small emergency fund, like only $1,000, you, you won't um, have to take on new debt the next time the unexpected expense likely pops up. So your first goal is to save $1,000 as fast as you can to have those covered, those ex- unexpected expenses covered um, with cash and, uh, you know, do that. That's your first goal, $1,000 uh, $1, cash savings. 
And, you know, then you start living on budget. Yeah. And so baby step number two, after you get that thousand dollars is to pay off debt, except for the house using the debt snowball. And um, there's there's no rule that says you have to have a monthly car payment. And we talked about it earlier about setting that aside in your budget every single month. And uh, it's time to end that relationship with debt for good. So using the debt snowball, you basically list your debts from smallest to largest, and then you tack them one by one. So you're going to make minimum payments on each debt except for the smallest one, and you're going to throw all your extra cash at that one debt until it's gone. And then you roll that payment into your next um, smallest debt, and that snowball picks up speed, and you demolish each one of those debts. So paying off debt is a is a big goal And, um, you know, a lot of people, I've heard people say, well, Dave, why don't I pay off the highest interest rate one? Wouldn't that make more financial sense? And Dave's response is... He has a good response. And that is, if it was about, if it was about math, you wouldn't be be in this situation, right? Yeah. It's not about the math. It's It's about building momentum and building some excitement of getting debts paid off. And so, yeah, I, I love his snowball effect um, of doing the smallest one first and applying that to the next debt. Um, but, you know, paying off debt's a big goal, and it's best done in a community. And that's why we encourage you to take the Financial Peace University class. Um, you know, it was created to help people get out of debt and begin to build wealth. And nearly 6 million people throughout the country have gone through FPU. So you want to enroll in a financial uh, university class, financial peace university class, go to DaveRamsey.com to yep. find a class in our area. Yeah, you can key your zip code in. And I'll tell you, you know, one of the things that Dave talks about this, and we see it, um, is this class is as much a financial class or much as a relationship class as it is a financial class. So right. really helps couples um, going through their financial lives. So step number three is once you have the debt paid off, is to go back and fill that emergency fund up with three to six months. Um, you know, so don't lose your intensity. Using uh, Use the money that was going towards the debt to save up that emergency fund that'll cover three to six months of living expenses. So when those pesky car repairs or unexpected hospital bills come up, you can stay calm and turn to your emergency fund and pay the amount in cash without having to go back into debt. So these three steps are really the foundation which allows you to go to baby step four. Yeah, that's right. And step four is to invest 15% of your income in retirement. Um, So, you know, this is where it really gets fun. You know, after you've built up your emergency fund, you can start investing up to 15% of your income for retirement. And you might have to build up to that. You know, you might have to start at 10 or 5 or whatever it is and and increase it every year. But you got to get there 15%. We've never seen anybody come up short for retirement. At least I haven't. Over the years, if they were saving 15% toward retirement. Um, so, you know, that's your retirement. What What is your retirement dream? You know, do you want to travel the world? Um, you know, do you want to uh, explore new cities, eat strange foods? Um, do you want to spend long, lazy weekends at the lake house surrounded by your grandchildren? Everyone's goal is different. And that's why they developed something called the retirement, the RIQ. Um, for retirement IQ, it's a calculator that gives you the specific number for how much you need to save in order to live your dream retirement. Um, it's a very basic, you know, mm-hmm. calculation. It's just a rule of thumb kind of calculation. But how much do you need for retirement? That's your retirement IQ, and I think yeah. you can get that off DaveRamsey.com. Yeah, and you can also go to our website, MoneyMD.net. We have that calculator out there as well. It's different than the RIQ, but it's something that we've developed that uh, gives you a pretty good idea if you're on track or not. So, baby step four, fifteen percent uh, into retirement. Baby step five is save for your 
Children's College Fund, and with some planning and hard work, uh, you can help Junior graduate completely debt-free. Um, you know, 529 plans, ESAs, or some tools that you can use. Uh, Anthony O'Neill now has a uh, book out. It's called Debt-Free Degree, uh, so you can go check that out. Um, this is one of the greatest gifts you can give your children. And if you don't have kids, and you can, you know, skip this step and go directly to Baby Step 6, which is really exciting, and that's uh, paying off your home early. Paying off your home early. Yeah, we've <laughs> talked about this recently. Um, but, yeah, in his book, Everyday Millionaires, um, you know, we learned that the average millionaire – uh, pays off their home in 10.2 years on average. Mm-hmm. Um, 67% of them live in homes that have their mortgages paid off. So a paid off home is a huge boost to your net worth, huge boost to your cash flow. Obviously, having no mortgage payment means you can really step up your investment game. You can put those resources, uh, you know, monthly toward other goals. So you want to get your house paid off. So, you know, if you have... You know, whatever your balance is, amortize it over a shorter period to get it paid off quicker. Figure out how long it takes to maybe pay it off in five years or 10 years and and, and get out, get your home totally paid off. Yeah. And baby step seven is uh, build wealth and give. And I don't, I don't think Dave probably gets enough credit for this, but he is a he's a giver, um, you know, uh, very generous. And and all this money is, um, you know, we're stewards of it. And so we're we should be in the mode of giving. And, um, if you have wealth and you've been giving over your lifetime, uh, imagine what you can do if you're completely financial free and have a lot of money in the bank. I mean, living generously changes not only your life, but also your family tree. You can leave a legacy for your children, grandchildren, and the communities that are important to you. So, you know, if you've been blessed, then be a blessing to other people, um, as well. And that's really the intent of, getting healthier so you can help other people. And uh, part of that's your family, but part of it's out other folks out in the community. So those are the seven baby steps. There's a couple other uh, uh, items on here which are really important is think long-term. I mean, short-term sacrifices make for long-term gains. This process is going to take years. I mean, it's not a you know get-rich-quick solution, um, but it works. It's slow and steady. Follow the steps in order. Um, don't get out of order on these. Um, you know, taking one step at a time will help you get to the destination and you got to trust the process. And then another one I I really like is celebrate your accomplishments. Um, don't apologize for winning and, um, you know, celebrate when you hit a baby step, you know, go treat yourself to a nice dinner or whatever it is. Um, so around a golf, that's right. Yeah. Get you a new golf club, whatever. (laughs) Just don't let it break the budget. But uh, those are the seven steps really effective that FPU class. Again, you can go to DaveRamsey.com and, uh, type in your, uh, zip code and it'll show you all the classes that are going on in the CSRA or wherever you live. Yeah, I love the way it boils it down into seven simple steps, you know, that people can understand and really focus on. And, um, you know, that's a key and that's why it's been so successful. So, yeah, go check those out. Um, You know, it really helps you get on the right track. Yep. All right. And that leads us up here to our final thing, and that is the prescription of the week. Yeah, there's, uh, you know, 2020 is the, the new decade, and, and you got to be careful dating documents with just the two zero. So if you, have 20, like, yeah. if you have like one slash 21 slash two zero, someone could, could put 19 at the end of that, or they could change, they can change the dates. Yeah, I hadn't even thought of that aspect of it. It never felt right to me just writing one fifteen twenty. you know? Yeah. So, but that's a great point. It is. I was reading, uh, <clears throat> so Clark Howard had this suggestion as well, and 
it was um I was trying to it was when I first thought about it it was about checks. Right. But he was had some good examples of um like legal legal documents. There like you if you had an opportunity to buy something between these dates and you extended the dates uh, or some kind of agreement or whatever, it can really change the whole contract that you had. So Yeah, so you need to write out the full year. Yes, write out point. 2020. Yeah, because otherwise they can put two numbers after that, and it yeah. can be anything. It's going to be like so, that for a long time, right? All a very long time, the <laughs> rest of my life. Yeah. So, yeah, so put out 2020, to put, write the whole date out there to keep you know scammers or anybody from uh, you know altering anything that you've signed. Mm-hmm. So. Good prescription of the week. All right, and that brings us to a close for this week's edition of Money MD. Tune in next week to hear more prescriptions for your financial health. Check us out on our website, moneymd.net. Email us your questions at uh, info at moneymd.net or give us a call at Richard Young Associates at 706-739-0725. Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of the week. Have a good one. This program contains general information only and should not be taken as specific investment, tax, or legal advice. This broadcast is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. SmartVestor Pro is not connected to investment returns. Further information is available by contacting Richard Young Associates, a registered investment advisor.